0: Then King Darius wrote to all peoples and nations of every language throughout the whole world, May you have abundant prosperity, I make a decree, that in all my royal dominion people should tremble and fear before the God of Daniel, for he is the living God, he delivers and rescues. Please pray with me. Dear Father in heaven, we ask you as we do... Week by week, to be here with us, to join us here in this place, and we trust that you are here. May my words be your words, and all of our thoughts, your thoughts. We pray this in Jesus' name. Amen. In the summer of 2012, A child's baseball team from Hawaii played a team from California for the right to go to the Little League World Series. California was ahead in the final inning, but Hawaii was staging an amazing comeback. But then something strange happened. California suspected that a Hawaii player had missed stepping on third base when rounding the bases after a home run. And they appealed the play. Now the umpires ruled that Hawaii, that the Hawaii player had indeed missed the bag, ruled him out, and the game was over. California celebrated, and the Hawaiian kids were crushed. It had seemed like they were just about to win. And then all of a sudden, because of a pretty obscure rule, they had lost. Now, there was a minor kerfuffle over this incident in the national media for about 24 hours as it seemed an awfully cold and heartless way to prevent a bunch of cute kids from achieving their dream. I mean, the Little League World Series was on the line. I actually have seen the screenshot. If the kid missed the base at all, he missed it by a hair. And my first thought was, couldn't this be an amazing opportunity to show Grace, aren't the umps sort of being legalists here? How moving would it have been for the Little League to say, you know what, it doesn't matter. You were close enough, that home run should count. You're in the Little League World Series. Isn't that sort of like the gospel? Daniel was the most trusted advisor to King Darius. And Darius loved Daniel. And the king's other advisors, of course, noticed this, and hated Daniel, and uh, tried to figure out a plan to take him down. And they knew that Daniel was a faithful Jew and went into his room every day to pray to God. So these other advisors went to the king and convinced him to make a law that if anyone was going to pray... They could only pray to him, the king. Now, as a normal, run-of-the-mill, megalomaniacal king who thought of himself as a god anyway, this sounded pretty good to Darius, and so he made the law. And Daniel, as a faithful Jew, knowing that there was only one god, did just what the advisors thought he would do. He went right on praying to God, not to Darius. And so, when the advisors ran to the king to tattle on Daniel, who was, you'll remember, beloved by the king, what did the king do? Did he say, Oh, I love Daniel. It doesn't matter. His prayers were close enough, they should count. You know what, guys? Don't worry about it. Uh, No. He throws Daniel to the lions. Now, until I heard this Little League story a few years ago, that moment from the Daniel story never made sense to me. The king makes a law that Daniel, because of his conscience, must break. But here's the thing. The king loves Daniel. Daniel is his trusted advisor. We read that throwing Daniel to the lions was the last thing he wanted to do. The night that Daniel spends with the lions is terrible for King Darius. He can't eat, he can't sleep. Why not just let Daniel go? I mean, you're the king, aren't you? Couldn't you just make an exception? And wouldn't that be a great Old Testament foreshadowing of the gospel? The king makes a law, Daniel breaks it, And the king lets Daniel go. Isn't that the good news? Well, no. It's not. And like I said, I didn't really get it until I read that California beat Hawaii. Because my first reaction is the same. Oh, shouldn't they just let those cute Hawaiian kids go to the World Series? But that's not the gospel. That's not grace. That's anarchy, right? Grace is not saying that, oh, actually, everything is fine. Because you see, baseball only makes sense if you play by the rules. When you swing and hit the ball, you have to run to first base first. If you hit it and run to third and say, oh, it's okay, have some grace, then the game makes no sense. Similarly, even when you hit a home run, you have to touch all the bases on your way around to score. I mean, it's called baseball. Saying that the rules don't matter isn't grace, it's craziness. And the same is true for King Darius. He's got this law that he's made, and it has caught his good friend, his trusted advisor, in violation. But he can't afford to just abdicate the rules for his friend. If he does that, what will it mean for the future? Who decides which laws are important and which aren't? In fact, the laws won't mean anything if they're not enforced. So Daniel, beloved advisor to the king, goes into the lion's den. And this is an important thing. The gospel does not mean That the law doesn't matter. On the contrary, we need the gospel because of how much the law matters. The gospel does not mean that everything is okay just the way it is. God makes laws. Honor your father and your mother. Love the Lord your God with all your heart, soul, mind, and strength. Love your neighbor as yourself. Don't lie, don't cheat, don't lust, don't hate. In other words, touch all the bases on your way to get home. And God is too holy, too good, too pure to say when we dishonor our parents, love ourselves more than anyone else, including God, and spend all our time trying to see just how much lying, cheating, stealing, and lusting and hating we can get away with. Our God is too good and pure and holy to say... Oh, you know what? It doesn't matter. I love you too much to send you to the lion's den. Because that's not good news. It feels like good news at first, but you know why? Because you never know when a God like that is going to change his mind. It's not reliable. Because a law that gets ignored one day might get enforced the next. Who knows? One day he might well say, you know what? I am tired of you acting like my rules don't matter. It's making me sick. Today, the lion's den. So, saying the rules don't matter is not grace. Saying the law doesn't matter is not the gospel. Thankfully, that's not what our God says. Our God doesn't say the rules don't matter. He doesn't say, oh, don't worry about it. He doesn't ignore sin, in other words. He deals with sin. When Daniel goes into the lion's den, he knows he worships a certain kind of God. Basically, Daniel knows two things about his God. First, He knows that his God's rules matter. That's why he doesn't just pray to King Darius. If grace meant that rules didn't matter, Daniel wouldn't have cared. He would have just prayed to the king and been safe. But Daniel knew that he was worshiping a God who makes rules that matter. A God whose law was good, pure, and holy. Important. Important. In force. But Daniel knew something else about his God, too. Daniel knew that he worshipped a God who rescues. When Darius finds Daniel in one piece the next morning, he knows he's dealing with a unique kind of God. This is something totally different than he's used to. As king, remember, he thinks of himself as a god. So Darius is very familiar not only with the gods, but of himself as a god. And he's used to gods who require absolute obedience from their subjects no other way. Failure is not tolerated. You were obedient for fear of the consequences, like the lion's den. But then Daniel is unscathed after a night with the lions. And Darius's world is rocked. This is a new kind of God. Yes, a God who makes laws, but also a God who rescues. And so King Darius writes to all peoples and nations of every language throughout the whole world, He wants them to know that he has met a new kind of God. May you have abundant prosperity, he writes. I make a decree that in all my royal dominion, people should tremble and fear before the God of Daniel. For he is the living God, enduring forever. His kingdom shall never be destroyed. His dominion has no end. He delivers and rescues. He works signs and wonders in heaven and on earth, for he has saved Daniel from the power of the lions. Darius recognizes this is unique among any God he's ever heard of. This is a God who rescues. We worship this new kind of God. A God who rescues. Our God speaks two words to us. First, he speaks his law. And the law is important. It matters. It's good and holy. And when God speaks, what God speaks carries the weight of the almighty. The weight of eternity. And it catches us like it caught Daniel in violation. We are not the people we are called to be. We are selfish. We are hateful. We are consumed by passions that we cannot control. But God's almighty and eternal first word is not God's final word. If his first word is a word of law, his final word is a word of rescue. And that is good news. Our God rescues us from the lion's den into which we have been rightfully thrown. But he doesn't rescue us just because. Not because he's decided that his laws don't matter. Not because he's ignoring our sin. The law does matter. We who rely on the gospel have an incredibly high view of the law. We know it is good. We know just how good it is how pure it is, how holy it is, how in force it is. We know that it has caught us in violation. But we also know that we worship a rescuing God, a God who rescues us because he has dealt with our sin. Do not think that I have come to abolish the law or the prophets, Says Jesus Christ of Nazareth as he begins his Sermon on the Mount, I have not come to abolish them, but to fulfill them. This is the gospel that our sin, our failure to live up to the law, has been taken on to the shoulders of a perfect law keeper. Your sin is not forgotten. It's not ignored. It's not building up in secret somewhere until the day it comes back to bite you. It has been dealt with forever. Today, because of Christ, you have been delivered and rescued. The lawgiver has sent his son, the law keeper, to rescue Us, the lawbreakers. And today, that is who we are. The rescued. Amen.